Yo, what's going on, everyone? I am Tommy, and that is Gary. Boominati wave. We have a very special guest today, the lifelong Dodger fan, Mr. Muscles, bandwagon man himself, the one, the only, Jeff, also known as my pops. Uh, what is up, guy? How are you doing? Uh, microphone check. You got me there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear you loud and clear over here. <laughs> I know. What's happening? <laughs> my boys, much, my boys. How are you guys? We're doing good. Doing great. Good to have you out here, Jeff. Out here. I'm still at home. I don't know what you're talking about. I yeah. Mean, I heard I heard it snowed earlier today in the LOP. Uh yeah, I got a little drizzle. And we're we're sitting over here in seventy five degree weather. I'll trade. I wish, I wish we could I wish we could trade. Let's trade. <laughs> I am Bet, so Jeff. down. We'll we'll get the paperwork going. <laughs> but uh so yeah, I, I mean, I just want to start today's pot off talking about some some big news, uh, at least for for you and me, uh, with the Dodgers being named the 2020 World Series champions. So talk to me, guy. You still feeling the high? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you mean they're being named? You mean they earned it? Well, absolutely. I just mean you know it's official. It's oh, in the books. Absolutely. Wait, wait. Yeah, did, I mean, are they not giving us the one from the uh, from the Astros? That's still a no go. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like they should, but I I also think it would be kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. Well, they cheated. Absolutely. And got and got caught. It's one thing if you cheat and you don't get caught, but when you cheat and you get caught, no, no, I, no. But you know what? It, it is what it is. I'm happy. It's been a it's but, been a few. It's been but a how long happy, time. Jeff? It's it's been thirty thirty one years, thirty two years. So how happy are we? Oh, very, very. I mean, it's 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 a good feeling to finally have a team that you care for, that you love, that you you bleed and you cry, and then you finally get to bring home that really big trophy. So, yeah, I was worried for you. You've been distancing yourself like every year. I've seen the heartbreak and the distance from from the team. So I'm glad they can finally draw you back in. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it you know. You, Born and raised down there, so been to Dodger Stadium a million times and seen, you know, seen the good, seen the bad. So it, when you, to be honest with you, it's just, you know, you didn't get that. I just put it in you and, and made you, you know, so I didn't give you that option to, to choose a team. You had to choose the Dodgers, otherwise you were being put up for adoption. So it more hurt me just to see the, the love that you have gained and then the excitement you got for it. And then for them just to, to fail, to fail you twice, especially because you chose such a horrible basketball team. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if horrible is fair. I, I think we've, they've been done dirty as well. You want to talk about cheating. I mean, oh, we can no. go back to, to 2001, 2002 and we were completely cheated out of a championship. And when you're a small market, unlike, you know, the Dodgers, it's, you get, you kind of get like one shot, one opportunity, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing too is is being born and raised down there. I went to a lot of the a lot of Laker games too at the Great Western Forum, and so I got to see you know Showtime. I got to see it live being there, and so I kind of grew up a Lakers fan, and then moving here, uh, and then seeing what the Kings had built, you know, with with those guys uh, on the court. I mean, because no one had seen anything like that before. I mean, they they revolu- revolutionized basketball. At that, you know, for that era, no one was doing what they were doing, 
no one was even able to compete with them. And it took a crooked ref for them to, to not have that championship. Cause that champion, there was no way nobody would have beat them. The Lakers were the second best team in the NBA. They were beating the Lakers. Uh, the ref had some money, you know, that he owed. So he had to pay back them debts and, Next thing you know, the Lakers are the champions, and the Kings have falling out. You know, they're never they're, been the same. Yeah, never been the same. I don't even know if they're an NBA basketball franchise any longer. Okay, Ooh, see that Jeff, that's, come that's on. a bit. Far. Come on, oh, man. but I mean, I'm, this this kind of goes this kind of goes hand in hand with with the bandwagon call I made earlier. Because, like you said, you went from oh the Showtime Lakers, oh the Kings are good, I'm a Kings fan, and then if you I mean you want to go like that, you were a Warriors fan when they were great too. So, oh no, I just listen, I. I, I will always be a Lakers fan true to my heart. I mean, I, I, I mean, that's what I grew up with was the Lakers. But like I said, the Kings just changed basketball. I mean, after, after MJ, I mean, then, and then came the, this, this whole, you know, they were like another show, you know, showtime. They were, they were so exciting to watch. And then, and then, Golden State did the same thing. They changed basketball and they made basketball showtime. And so I appreciated it. It's not that I it's not that I was like going and buying, you know, their gear or anything. I don't own a single thing that is that is Golden State, but thank God. To see to to watch them and and to see them change basketball and and to be showtime again. I mean, it's just I just like to see a good product that's as simple as that. And, and they were a great product. So that's, that's the only reason I, I, I dug them. I dug watching them. They were exciting to watch basketball to me. It's not so exciting to watch anymore, but with them it changed it. They were, it was, it was exciting. It was fun. It was, uh, it was a good time. So going back towards your LA roots and, and being a Dodger fan, who, who would you say is your favorite all time Dodger? And, and then currently on the team, Oh, see, that's a trick question because I mean, the greatest Dodger is uh, Jackie Robinson. So, okay, absolutely. I mean, but to say my favorite, I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, playing second base. So, Steve Sachs, I loved him. I mean, he was, I mean, that's, you know, when I was throwing the ball against the wall and, and catching ground balls by myself, I would say I was Steve Sachs. So, I'd give it to him, but I really love Steve Garvey. I mean, that team, Ron Say, I mean, all those guys. I so the, to say I have a favorite, I can't, but I, I, you know, like I said, when I was throwing the ball, I was Steve Sachs. So I all guess right, I would have to say him. What about on the current roster? Who do you like on the Dodgers' current team right now? Oh, see now that you got you throwing another trick question. Are you kidding me? That's <laughs> dude, that, get out of here. That, I, I know team. you don't have enough all this love in your heart, bro. You don't got room for it. There's <laughs> one guy that's got to stick out. <laughs> Who are you gonna say, Belly or Seeger? Well, I mean, I already told you I got dibs on Seeger. I, I, you and I have had this discussion, and I, I'm pretty sure you rode with Belly. I just want to see if anything's changed and where, where your head's at. Oh boy, God, and then I love JT. I love I love I love my boy Kershaw because everybody always was hating on the guy, but I never I never lost faith in him. He was always I mean, my boy. I mean that's um, fair. Warrantly so some of the hate though, and I, I, mean, I think he got to his head, and that was kind of the root of the issue. I mean I just love Belly because he always looks like he's loaded. He oh, just he looks must be so high. No, I he he did an interview. <laughs> he did an interview, and he said uh, he said that whenever he's on the field, nah. 
Okay, so so when he's off the field, he might he might be. Hey, he might he he didn't say he did. He didn't say he didn't. But I mean, you you know, with like some of those guys that are always stoned, like they kind of carry that look, stoned or not. That's like just their look now. So he he must be indulging off the field. I don't want to speculate. Obviously, can't be. But you know what? But you say that. But even uh, he even made the comment when when they asked him that. He said even when he was uh young. He said he just that he always looked that way. So I, I don't know if it's – I mean, but, hey, more power to him. There ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of ganja. I, I couldn't agree more. So back onto the Dodgers, though, what are your kind of thoughts on, on Dave Roberts moving forward? I know I've kind of talked to you about what I think as far as him. He, him, he needs to get the boot, but, but where are you at as far as You that know, goes? Doc, I love Doc. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. He was my brother's roommate in the minor leagues. Um. So, so where are those tickets at, guy? I, we still been trying to get those. We gotta we gotta I, talk to Jeremy about hitting him up I, if, he, if he sticks around at least. You know that's the thing. I don't I don't think my brother would do that anyway. I think he he's you know because he played, he's got that kind of mentality that he don't he don't try to use it to his benefit or to ours. So I think we're kind of screwed. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind asking him. I'll say, hey, why don't you hit up Doc? See if you can get us some get us some seats and some Dodger dogs. You know. So, so does that mean you're but, okay with him kind of sticking around, or? I mean, now that we're over the hump, I think that uh, I, I don't. I mean, what are you gonna do? Look at look at what the uh, look what Tampa Bay's manager did. You know. I mean, Dave Roberts. Us, Dave but... Roberts have done that year in and year out, though. It's it's not like it was just he just got. We just got the better end of it this time. It's been Dave Roberts' fault, along with with Kenley Jansen and Kershaw the last couple of years, but. Hey. Keep Kershaw's name out. Okay, well, you okay. know I'm not. Uh, Jan- you know I don't. You know I'm not a a, a, a Jansen fan. I've I've said we need the closer. I, I we've needed one since four years ago with when he started blowing it. But, uh, you know, I I just don't. What do you? Who are you going to bring in? If you could tell me somebody that you're going to bring in that's going to be better than Doc, then yeah, okay, let's do it. But there's nobody out there that you're going to bring in. I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of really, I might just because I'm young and, and I'm very knowledgeable in the sports world, but I kind of like the idea of bringing in a, a young, a young guy who, who maybe hasn't, doesn't have the experience, but you know, has the brain and is willing to do new things and try new things. I'm kind of sick of this old traditional, traditional way that people, people look at things. No, but, but Dave Roberts isn't old. Mm. He's not, he's what? 50, he's probably what? He's probably, Early fifties, maybe not even. Yeah, probably about early fifties. I don't think okay. he's old. So okay, so, so I, speaking... I, I don't think I don't think there's anybody there that can replace him. All right, so speaking old though, moving away from Dave Roberts, Kershaw came out and kind of made a couple of comments about the fact that he might be done playing baseball. I don't I don't know if you saw that, but he said that he feels like he's accomplished what he needed to accomplish, and he doesn't feel any like need to keep going. Obviously, if, if that's what he wants, he'll keep going. But he said that. There is a chance that he steps away. Did you see that? I did not. What are your thoughts on that? No, it breaks my heart. (laughs) I mean, I mean, obviously, I would love to see Kershaw stick around for a couple more years. I think he's got a couple more great years left in him. But I mean, if if he feels like it's the right time for him to step away, I mean, you gotta you gotta let him. No, I. Oh, I respect it. I mean, yeah, why not? Why not walk away while you're on top? I mean, more power to him. But he's got. He's got easily two two more good years. He was, I mean, he was back to old Kershaw this year. He was killing it, and it, I would I would hate to see. I mean, for me, for me to just you know being selfish, yeah, I don't want him to go. But 
if you're going to go, might as well go on top. So more power to them. So, uh, I mean, I know a couple of years ago, you and I were looking at World Series tickets. And obviously this year was kind of a little bit different because of COVID. But the World Series was out here in, in Arlington, only about 35 minutes away from me. And I was I was looking some some prices up. But you and I definitely at some point need to make it to a Dodgers World Series game. Well, yeah, I think then we should have went <laughs> while you were 30 minutes away. Well, I mean, you're a lot further than that. Yeah, there's a dude, these there's crazy things, dude. They're called airplanes. You they fly over your head. You might have seen one one time. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it, it's with COVID and everything. It was definitely weird. It, it wasn't like a, just a normal situation where I could have been nah. like, yo, like hop on a plane, come out here. So no, and for if, sure. If you're gonna see a world's game, you got to go see it in LA. You don't want to go see it in Arlington. You want the yeah, atmosphere, the environment of being in LA. And and the thing about it is too is they were limited tickets, so they're probably even higher priced. And I don't yeah, they're, even. They were expensive. Let's just put it that way. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll leave it at hitting four figures a ticket. So, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I could afford that. You know, you well, know how my pocket. You know how my pocket roll. They ain't. They ain't I, fat. I'll make a promise to you, live, live on the pod, that in our lifetimes. With it, whether it's in the next one, two, three, four, five years, I will take us to a World Series Dodger game. Bet I'm on it. All right. So, uh, you know, with the baseball season over, um, we actually do have some some NBA news. I know you just said the NBA is not really your style, but I just kind of want to briefly, briefly bring wait. in some new news that came out. Wait, 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 wait! Before you go there, I thought you were gonna. I thought you wanted to brush over the whole Justin Turner situation. I mean, we. <laughs> Are you wanted, you wanted to skip that or what? I'm. We could we could talk about it. So I, I mean, say, what were you? Okay, thoughts? let me just let me let me just say this: the guy was in the dugout for eight innings, okay, and then so you pull him for for one, and then that's gonna make a difference if he comes back on the field. The guy was just in the dugout for eight innings, and Manfred is a fucking clown. He has no right to have that position. He has. He's the. I mean, you heard all the booze. The guy's a moron. Took our world. He took our other World Series. The guy is just an idiot. What are you going to do? Yeah, how are you going to punish him? Oh, yeah, you were in the dugout for eight innings, but because you went back out to get the trophy, uh, I'm going to have to punish you. Get the fuck out of here, Manfred. You know, that's one guy I'd like to punch right in the face. <laughs> to the face, to the face. Uh, <laughs> to no, the I, face. I agree. I agree. I, I think but, I think him coming back on, out onto the field afterwards, I think it might have been responsible just for him to at least have a mask on, just, just based on the circumstances and kind of like, the, everybody else watching at home kind of stuck in their houses and to kind of see him test positive. But I don't, I haven't heard any, any news about any other Dodgers testing positive. I, I don't think they've really reported on anything like that, but I agree. Yeah. I think, I think if they were exposed, they were exposed. So I, it, I think the yeah, once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity for JT to celebrate after all these hard years. So I agree. Yeah, but, Manfred, Manfred's a bitch. So he, he was in the dugout. He was already with those people. Those people were going to be with the people that came out. So what's the difference? There isn't none. It's a bunch. It's a joke. And that. All right. But we can move on. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I just wanted to get my Manfred out there because I got to. I know. I'm with it. I got to. You know, I'm with it. All right. But uh, so moving into the, the NBA news, I don't know if you saw, but the air uh, agreed on a return date of December 22nd. Um, LeBron, LeBron shared on social media, his thoughts on it. He's not happy with the short off season because this is actually going to be the shortest off season ever in the history of the NBA. I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's a joke. It, that is so bad. These guys, I mean, their bodies are, are their how they make their money. 
and they need this, you know, they need that recovery time, especially when you put them in a bubble already. They had a short season. They were rushed through just to get the season over with. And so the, the they already put that much on their body. And then to ask them to want to come back and do it right off the bat, yeah, I, I think I get it. It's all about the money, but their money is produced by these players going out and playing the game. And when you start having these guys break down and then, you know, the injuries start to come a little bit quicker maybe because they don't have that time. Uh, yeah, I mean, the NBA, they might they might get, you know, a little regret for doing it. Did they did they mention how many games the season's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be a 72-game season. I think they're trying to end it in time for the Olympics because okay. the Olympics are going to be pushed back to this summer. So, obviously, they wanted to, to kind of start late and, and finish on time. So, it is going to be a shortened season. I, I think the biggest effect is, is going to be on LeBron just because, you know, he played till the end of the bubble. He's the oldest dude. He takes care of his body. I feel like he's got an off-season ritual that takes a certain amount of time. So, like you said, Jeff, I, I'm a little worried kind of to see – injuries and stuff spike up like that obviously you, you hit it on the nose with the money uh they took a really big hit uh this season with the pandemic and then also the loss of china ratings and and whatever but so i, I feel like they almost have to kind of do this they have to get back if they want to keep the cap space where it's at and and these players are playing for money so i think a lot of them are okay with it obviously you got a guy like lebron who's you know got all the money in the world so he's more worried about his body than than anything else yeah, and the thing about LeBron too is, yeah, he's how many how many uh, seasons he's got? Seventeen in. So seventeen in, and just and almost every one of those went into the playoffs, and then a lot of those went all the way to the finals. So he's the go. Not only oh. not only not only does he have seventeen seasons, he's probably got another three or four seasons just through playoffs and and championships. So, I mean, he his body's. Like, but he's got the money to to repair it. So, yeah, I think on the flip side, another interesting thing to look at is the teams who didn't get invited to the bubble, who their seasons ended in March, and then they had all the way till December. That's a long time off for them. I know we're really looking at the the guys who had a really short break, but what the guys who had eight months off? I think it'd be interesting to see how they come back. Those teams. Yeah, I mean, you'd hope that a lot of them are kind of staying on top of their workouts. And, and you got a guy like John Wall who's been out for two years, and, and he's looking to make his comeback this season. I think he's really excited. I, I've, I've watched a little bit pickup of him at the gym playing some Joe Schmoes, but he's looking like the old John Wall. So I, I think a lot of these guys, as long as they stayed on their bodies and stayed on their workouts, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time the, off. Yeah, it is. It is. But, I mean – Play better. Go yeah. go deeper in the playoffs, and you won't have so much time off. Yeah, and like I said, this like we all kind of just hit on. This is their job. Uh, they're taking. They should be taking care of their bodies. They should be eating right. They should be working out, regardless of the time off. Obviously, this was a weird situation, but I'm I'm not too worried about it. I think they'll come back. I think everyone will be ready. So, yeah, and that's and the thing about it with with you know technology where it's at now and nutrition. I mean. It isn't like it used to be. These guys pay a lot of money to get their bodies to that shape. So, I mean, yeah, the older guys, it's good. they're they're going to pay a toll. The younger guys, you know, not so much. But I mean, it is what it is. And you know, if if the NBA, maybe they should budget better so that when things like this happen, they don't have to worry about it so much. I mean, you're the, how much money they make? They're billion upon billions of dollars. Where's all that money at? Maybe budget better. 
So kind of hitting the money on the nose is um, the biggest question for, for this December restart is like, where is this country going to be at as far as COVID goes? Because I, I know kind of what they discussed was maybe having fans back, but more at a 25 to, to 50% capacity, depending on, you know, county guidelines or whatever. But that's, I think, the biggest question coming into it is, is where this country will be at and, and how much they can kind of get fans back into the buildings. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, that just depends. I mean, each state, each state's got their own guidelines. So like you come to California, yeah, good luck getting five people in there. You know, the governor, the governor doesn't even let you walk around the place, let alone go inside. So I think, uh, I think with the election kind of winding down and and situations changing, I think there'll be some developments as far as uh, vaccines or or whatever. I, I definitely think that there will be some growth. I'm just not sure it'll be there by December 22nd. I think it'll be interesting, like we talked about the short season, some of these all-stars taking breaks towards the early part of the season. And it'd be a shame for fans to come out and be missing the LeBrons and your high-level guys because they want to take time off because they didn't get a full break. So I think it'd be interesting to see that part in the NBA trying to push to get their stars out, trying to make that money. Yeah, well, that's where they're going to make their money too is when guys like LeBron don't show up because they needed a little bit extra time. They can just find them and get it out of LeBron's <laughs> pocket, I guess. Yeah, they, they have been doing that recently. So back onto, you know, your your Lakers showtimes or or your two, early 2000s Kings or your Steph Curry's. Who who would you say is your all-time favorite NBA player? And don't say it's hard. Just, get, just give me a guy. Uh, well, I mean, the all-time, it's got to be, the, you know, the greatest to ever play, Michael Jordan. LeBron Jordan. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and – then, and then for for flashiness, uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be white chocolate. Jay, well, that dude, yeah, Jay. Oh my God, that dude was uh, to watch him play was there's nobody like him. So, but yeah, MJ, greatest to ever play. I'm gonna I'm gonna hard disagree on that one, but I understand. <laughs> I understand you and you and I have had our hours of debate on that one. So I'm not even gonna start it. I, I'll just respect respectfully disagree, but respectfully uh, understand your your response. Uh, that's the old man in me. You know how it goes. Yeah. Don't want to change. Don't like to see different. But uh, so I mean, Garrett, what do you have any any thoughts on on Jeff's selection of MJ as the go and his favorite player? I mean, I know Jeff's part of that older generation, but not Jeff. I thought you're a little younger, a little bit more hip, a little more tapped in. I'm a oh, did you not? Yeah, did you not hear me say white chocolate? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you you said MJ is the go. That just shows you're not tapped in with youth. Yeah, that's because I'm not the youth. I'm an old man. All right, so let's uh, go ahead. Have you not seen my hairline? Okay, we don't talk about we don't talk about the hair. You know, I'm just I was just gonna leave it be, just in hopes that if I I don't say anything bad ever about your hairline, the good karma will kind of set in and and maybe give me give me some extra time. They stick with it because I talk shit about people's hairline, and now look at mine. It's not so, existing. Yeah. So I've I've kind of stopped making any any questionable remark about about your hairline, you know. And I, <laughs> you pull it, you pull it off, you pull it off, you really do. So I'm not. It's not even a bad thing. Hey, appreciate that. But uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and hop over to the only sport that's currently being played right now, the NFL. Uh, week nine, Sunday just finished up. Uh, Garrett, if we want to start with the Titans beating the, your Bears. Yeah, man. I watched most of this game. Bears are pretty bad, to be honest. I mean, they've kind of lived with their defense all year, but it's it's hard to win when you don't score into the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with quarterbacks. 
I know Trubisky was actually out this week. He wasn't even on the depth chart with a shoulder injury. Don't know how he got it since he's been QB two the last few weeks, but not very good. They're missing a lot of offensive linemen. Nick Foles is afraid of any contact whatsoever. Don't know if you saw any of that game. He looked terrible anytime anyone was in his face. I mean, you guys were held scoreless up until the fourth quarter, so there must have been a, a lot of a lot of negatives today. Yeah, and I mean, I know you got Montgomery on your fantasy team. He gets a lot of touches because there's really no number two, but good Lord, he's not very good. I mean, like I said, some of it's offensive line being out. Pass game's pretty booty, but it's hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as your perspective, I, I, I know you said you watched the game. I mean, the Bears definitely lack a good run game, um, and it definitely hurts them offensively. So who would you say the issue lies with? Is it more the offensive scheme, David Montgomery, like you just said, or would you say it's more of an offensive line issue? I don't think it's fair to give any, like, one group 100% of the blame. Seven guys on your offensive line out so far this season. It's uh, hard to do much of that. Montgomery really hasn't shown anything great. He's averaging 3.8 yards per carry. And, I mean, with their scheme, I mean, Nick Foles is pretty mediocre most of the time. It's kind of hard when you're not good at one thing and you're kind of just bad at everything to, to score points and to do good. So, I don't know, maybe maybe throwing Trubisky back. At, I don't know. It spice it up a little bit. But uh, on the other end of the ball with the Titans, Jeff, I know you and I kind of had a conversation about this the other night about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Garrett's not on the, the hype train for Tannehill quite yet, but he performed at an unefficient rate. But, you know, he got the job done, two touchdowns, and, and they got the win. What, what are your thoughts on Tannehill, Jeff? Oh, I, I dig the guy. He's a, he's a football player. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He uh, gets the job done. He, he's pretty efficient. But you did say he was inefficient, inefficient today. But uh, the guy still – he gets wins, so – yeah, I mean, Garrett's biggest hit on him is is that Henry kind of just carries him week in and week out. And you look at a day like today where Henry rushes 22 times for 60 yards and, and Tannehill's, even on an inefficient days, is able to kind of get the job done and, and throw enough TDs and produce enough offense to uh, beat the Bears. So, Garrett, I don't, I don't know where your head's at still, but are you ready to start giving a little bit more respect to Ryan Tannehill? So, I mean, what, what you want me to do is call him elite. Our last podcast, I said he was good, great. I can't give him more respect than that. I mean, Bears have a great run defense. I wasn't expecting a ton from Henry. I mean, and their offense didn't score much, so it's not like Tano had to do much. But, I mean, like I said, he's good, great. Somewhere in that conversation, I can't call him elite with my uh, standings for what elite is. But man wins games, that's for sure. Why don't we Why don't we move on to the Bills, holding off the Seahawks and advancing to 7-2, possibly – Last team in the AFC, but uh, Josh Allen balled out, 415 yards, four TDs. It was a it was a great game. I mean, obviously he blew off, blew up, excuse me, in the first half for 303 TDs. Yeah, uh, kind of got enough to get the dub. Jeff, have you seen this kid play, Josh Allen on the Bills? Mm, just highlights. He's he's definitely something to watch. He's up there with the future of the the quarterback spot. He can really deal the ball around. He's got guys like Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley running amazing routes, but I don't know. This, this game was, this game was pretty cool. It was, it was definitely a battle through the air. Uh, the Seahawks and Bills combined for 91 yards rushing in the entire game, but ended up throwing for a combined 805. So 
you really had Russell Wilson, the uh, MVP of the season thus far, and, and Josh Allen just dishing it out all day. Yeah, I mean, 415 yards and four touchdowns. The, the kid can throw the ball, that's for sure. Yeah, he's definitely got a cannon. I think I think they were saying that he's they've seen there's been people seeing him throw it from end zone to end zone. Like he's really got a hundred yard arm. And I don't think it's rumors. I, I think he definitely has probably the best cannon in the NFL right now. Yeah, I definitely like Josh Allen. Obviously, before when he came in, he was kind of a guy who was tough, could run and just kind of sling the ball around, but he's become a lot more accurate. And obviously with the additions of wide receivers, like you mentioned, Tom, I really like what he's got going on in the Bills offense in general. Yeah, I think both these teams are, are great teams moving forward. If I had to pick between the Bills and the Seahawks, the Seahawks defense is, is really lacking. I, I'm pretty high on this Josh Allen's uh, Bills team. So, I mean, I, I really am curious to see kind of how they finish the season up moving into the playoffs. I mean, you know what it shows to me is that, I mean, everybody's been so high on the Seahawks because, yeah, they could put up the numbers, but the problem is is their defense can't stop anybody that's, you know, decent. So I can't see them, I can't see them winning the Super Bowl unless they can somehow fix that defense because all you got to do, you just got to outscore them. Yeah, I think they are actually ranked 32nd worst in the league as far as uh... – their passing defense goes. So I definitely think they're going to need to maybe make some moves uh, before the deadline. The deadline might have passed. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are screwed. <laughs> Reporting it live, the, the Seahawks are screwed for their lack of ability to uh, stop anybody. Oh, they, but, uh, have pra- they have a practice squad. They yeah, but I don't know if there's much there for them there. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to a guy who was the MVP of the league last season, Lamar Jackson. Um, the Ravens, the Ravens have been playing solid. They were able to pass, uh, beat the Colts 24 to 10 this week, but he's really having that slump. He, he's not kind of performing at the level that everyone's expecting him to come into the season and play at. Yeah, I know last week also against Pittsburgh, he didn't play very good Had a lot of turnovers, a couple of fumbles. Um, I mean, obviously he played so well last year. It was hard to expect him to be able to keep up those numbers, but this has definitely been a big step down. Um, I kind of wonder if it's teams kind of get a better understanding of Lamar or, or, you know, what it, what it could be, but he's definitely not performing at the level he, he can be and what everyone was expecting. Yeah. That, I mean, the thing about the NFL this year, just because of the situation we're in with this COVID, it just, you, you never know what you're going to get from, from Sunday to Sunday with any team out there. I mean, the only one you can kind of is, is uh is Kansas City but even go back to last week I mean Kansas City didn't you know they didn't have one of their 34 point games uh so even you know they show that that they're you know vulnerable as well it's just uh I mean for Lamar I mean I get it you didn't have the uh, you know you didn't have that uh the preseason to kind of get your feet so now he's trying to do that right now I mean I know what are we eight weeks into it Nine weeks, but yeah. Not, okay, so nine weeks. I mean, you're still he's he's still getting his feet. I mean, and I mean, it goes for it goes for every team out there. This this whole situation really hasn't shown shown you the true. I don't think it's shown any true team. Yeah, so. I I like that take. I really do. I I think there's a handful, maybe two handfuls of teams that you know any week can take it. And I think as the season develops, there might be a little bit a little bit less that, that are really contending. But right now I definitely would say there's not like 
a two, one, two, three teams that, that look favorable. I mean, look at the Steelers almost lost to Dallas today. That just, that just says it all. And they, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It was, <laughs> it was a weird game to say the least, Man. but uh, Des Bryant, former Cowboy uh, actually just signed with the Ravens. We were just talking about Lamar Jackson. I think a big reason why he's kind of struggling is, is his weapons are really not there this season. So I think there's maybe a chance Des Bryant could kind of come in and make some magic happen. Obviously he's old, hasn't played in a couple of years coming off an Achilles injury, but I'm in, I'm definitely interested to kind of see him move up from the practice squad in the next couple of weeks and, and see if he can make an impact for Lamar and the Ravens. I mean, we know the guy can, we know the guy can catch in football, so anything's yeah. going to help Lamar. I, I, I agree 100%. I don't know, man. I think he's past his expiration date, to be honest. I hope I hope he can help out Lamar, but with that, with that Achilles injury a couple years off in this age, I don't see him being much. How old is he? He's got to be like 30 – Two thirty-three. I don't know. I mean, he played with Tony Romo, and that was three or four years ago. And I don't know. I I, I think the injury is definitely going to be the biggest test for him. And then this is kind of his first chance coming back. I I personally think I don't think he's going to be one of those top guys. But I think he can definitely come in here and, and make an impact for this Ravens team. Oh yeah. Well, if they're asking him to be one of them top guys, then yeah, they're in trouble. Sorry, Lamar. <laughs> so let, let's move on to the Chiefs. I know you just kind of talked about them. They had a, they actually played great today. Uh, they beat the Carolina Panthers, and they actually spoiled your guy, uh, Christian McCaffrey's return. Um, I'm sure you're kind of glad then to hear that he's back out there. Yeah, he and he had a. I believe he had a rushing touchdown and a uh, receiving touchdown. Yeah, he he was right first, back first to his normal back. self. Yep, right back to his normal self. There was no slow in his step at all. It was pretty impressive to see. And by the way, his dad hit harder than just about anybody else in the NFL. His dad was a beast. Okay. His so name I... was e- Easy Ed McCaffrey, just so you guys know. So he's got it in his genes. Oh, yeah, but his dad was uh, played defense. Okay, well, Christian McCaffrey's the best offensive weapon in the league. So, I mean, uh, you could pick pick, pick your poison, you know? Yeah, for sure. But uh, on that Carolina Panthers team, Teddy Bridgewater, I'm actually a, a really big Teddy Bridgewater fan, obviously, after that injury with, with Minnesota and him kind of just battling back and now having the starting spot here with the Panthers. He played amazing today. Uh, 310 yards in the air, three total touchdowns. I'd love to see Teddy Teddy playing well. Yeah, it's going to be nice, him having CMC back. Um, really excited with that and then see what this offense can do. So how, how about uh, Patrick Mahomes, Jeff? What, what do you kind of think about his play uh, these past couple of weeks? Obviously, he's been dishing out the rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I, you know, I, I didn't get to see the game today. I really haven't even seen any of the numbers, but I know, I mean, the, he's he's a quarterback. He's probably the best quarterback right. out there. He's got to be the best. If you don't think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now, you've been living under a rock because this dude, week in, week out, like you want to talk about consistency, and, and I know you kind of said the Chiefs are the one team that are right there, and it's it's definitely because of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. The kid is fancy. I dig him. I dig him. Plus, he does really good commercials with uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah, and Jake are, from State Farm. <laughs> those are always a, a great time when they come on. <laughs> good Lord. Good Lord. But uh, Carolina was actually in a position to win the game, but it was off of a, a 67-yard field goal attempt. It was. I was pretty shocked that they called out the field goal unit. 
from that far away. It actually looked like he had the leg strength, but it just it went right. I, that would have been an insane finish to hit a, a 67-yard field goal to win the game. I mean, you know they sent him out there knowing that they had that he had a chance. Otherwise, they wouldn't have even done that, you know? So they know they yeah, know the kid's got a leg. I don't think that's ever been done before as far as that length. I, I think the record's, what, 63? I, I think I, we'd have, we'd have like to that. fact check that, but I definitely know it's not 67. Oh, no, I, I yeah, I know. I think it might be 65, but I could be. I think two people may have a 65. Vinatieri? No, was it Vinatieri? I don't oh, know. you're talking uh, Raiders kicker. Oh no, uh, that's Janikowski. Sebastian Janikowski too. Yeah, Jen, I think yeah. I think Janikowski might have the record. He, he's he's probably if he doesn't, he's right there as far as maybe a yard a yard shy. I know he has but, the record for the most hamburgers eaten at one time. That boy was big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he and all all the fat kind of went straight down into his kicking leg though, so he was able to have that extra extra power. I more burgers for him then. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I'm I like the Chiefs. I think they're a great team. I I would have loved to see that field goal going though, if I'm being honest. Oh, uh, yeah. that's the type of stuff you'd love to see. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, kind of moving into the next game, we got Dalvin Cook leading the Vikings past the Lions. Uh, I know you and I have been debating Garrett back and forth about who's the best running back in the league. You're very high on Henry. I think it could be Dalvin Cook, man. He's back to back weeks with over 200 yards from scrimmage. Uh, I don't know if you've you've watched any of the games, but his speed and ability to take a hit are, are unmatched right now. Yeah, man's been balling out. Like you said, over 200 yards the last two weeks from scrimmage. I mean, he's kind of a dual threat. He's going to run you over. He, he's got the speed. He's got hands. What did he put up? Four touchdowns last week? Yeah, four touchdowns. So six this week. Six touchdowns last two weeks and over, over 200 yards. yards. Yeah. I mean, right now, he's definitely, definitely got to be your number one contender for best running back in the NFL. Jeff, where, where do you stand on, on best running backs? If you had to pick between the three of, of CMC, Dalvin Cook, and and uh, Derrick, Derrick Henry. Henry. <laughs> um, man, that's – you know what? I think I would have to go McCaffrey just because the, he can run and he's got sure hands too and he can catch. And, and he's lightning. I mean, that you can't go wrong with, the, you know, either of the three. So, but – uh. I, I like McCaffrey just because he's got the hands too, and and the way that the NFL is changing, it's a it's a passing league, so you might as well have you know the best of both worlds. Yeah, well, I guess we're all taking a a different pick for best running back, and I could I could respect all picks. They're they're definitely the top three guys right now, without a doubt. But uh, looking on the other side of the ball for the Lions, uh, I think Stafford went out with a concussion in the protocol. I'm I'm still struggling to to understand why they didn't draft uh, Tua or, or Justin Herbert. I remember when I saw the Lions were drafting at uh, I think two, and they were going to have an option. I, I was thinking they they got to make the selection. Matthew Stafford's you know window is closing, the the clock's ticking, but they didn't, and and now they're in a situation where it's like I don't see a future for the Lions, or at least a good one. They were they were tanking for younger Tua. They're tanking for his brother. I don't know. It, it is rough to see. Obviously, Stafford, he was known for slinging the ball around and scoring touchdowns, but it's definitely towards the end of his career. Um, it would be interesting to see what they do this offseason, maybe draft a, a quarterback this year and see if they can get someone who can pan out. 
But uh, so let's go ahead and hop over to the Chargers losing the heartbreaker to the Las Vegas Raiders. Another Jeff. one. I don't. I don't know if you saw the play or not, but I'll kind of just give you the rundown. Uh, Justin Herbert was able to drive drive the ball down the field. Uh, no time left on the clock. Last play, about twenty yards out, maybe less. Let's go eight yards out. Um, kind of just aired one out. Big guy went up, grabbed it. On his way down, the Raiders defender was able to kind of dislodge it, knocked it out. They originally called it a touchdown, ended up taking like a five-minute review and then overturned the call, and the Chargers lost on the last play of the game. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was listening to it on the radio, and uh, in the and it was the Raiders broadcast, and he was like, oh, and the Raiders lost. And then, uh, yeah, it took a few minutes, and then uh, they were like, hold on a minute. They're reviewing it, and – Came back, yeah, the Raiders won. So they were pretty excited. Yeah, you can't blame them, especially because Derek Carr played as well as he did. He's – I know – I believe you're you're a pretty big Derek Carr fan. Am, am I right, Jeff? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, he's he's a good player. Yeah, he, he definitely slings the ball, uh, and he makes a lot of big plays when it mattered the most. Uh, I was definitely impressed watching a lot of this game, and I was actually shocked to see that with the win, the Raiders are 5-3. and three. So, I mean – do you both, both of you guys, do you guys think the Raiders are a good team? I, I know there hasn't been a ton to kind of show, but do you guys think they're a good team? I mean, I know they beat the Chiefs last week, so that's always a, a good dub you can get. I'm not the highest on Derek Carr. I think he's kind of hit and miss. But, I mean, at 5-3, and three, they're in a good position to make the playoffs. Obviously, they're not going to be able to win their division uh, with, with the Chiefs. Obviously going to take it, but I, I can see him making the playoffs. Um, you know, obviously the rest of the division, the Chargers and and the Broncos, I think those are easy wins for them. I, I see them make the playoffs, but not doing a ton once they get there. I, you know what, I, you know, I'm high on Derek Carr. I like him. I think he's a, he's a really good quarterback. And on top of that, they have Chucky running the squad. So I, why not? Chucky? Yeah. John yeah. Oh, cause he, cause he looks like Chucky, like yeah. the scary doll. <laughs> you never <laughs> You see, I've you never heard know. that. You have, but but now that I'm <laughs> kind of putting the pictures together, I can definitely see it and I understand <laughs> it 100. percent Yeah, he's. I mean, I th- I think why not? I mean, like I said, it's a COVID year. Anything can happen. Yeah, I was actually kind of high on on the Raiders this season. I thought with the the move to Las Vegas, it was kind of be like a new start for them, and I'm definitely happy to see them playing well. And I don't know if I'm going to say they're a great team, but I definitely think they have some good weapons. And if they could utilize the Darren Wallers and, and the Josh Jacobs a little bit more, I think, and the Henry Ruggs, of course, I think that they can definitely be a good team. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of weapons. But uh, on the other side of the ball, I know we kind of just briefly talked about Justin Herbert. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to kind of demand you any chance you get to watch a Chargers game, you got to watch it. Because to me right now, Justin Herbert, I know we talked about this on the last pod, is, is my favorite player to watch right now. Uh, yeah. rookie quarterback from Oregon and, and he's unbelievable. Yeah, no, no. I, cause you know, I usually always catch the highlights, uh, Monday morning from the, you know, from the Sunday. So I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. I, I like him. I think that, uh, yeah, he's got a, he's definitely got a really good future. If he can, you know, make sure he stays healthy. I think, yeah. yeah Why he, not? He, he can put the ball kind of wherever. And it's, you know, you don't see a lot of guys that have that ball placement and can also sling it and a little mobile. He, he's got all the tools to be kind of one of these top elite quarterbacks for years to come. Yeah. And I, you know, and I'm a fan of, of the, uh, the chargers uh, coach too. I mean, he's, the guy's really smart. Just 
give him give him some time. He'll he'll put it together. Yeah, I, I definitely think the Chargers have a bright future, especially behind the arm of Justin Herbert. Why don't we move on from one young good quarterback to to two in the Dolphins versus uh, Cardinals? We got Tua, we got Kyler. Uh, Kyler, for me, you know how we speak about Herbert. It's kind of how I feel about Kyler, guy who can throw the ball all over the place, guy who can run all over the place as he did against Dolphins. Uh, you know, I think these are two exciting guys to watch and two great young talents. Yeah, Kyler Murray is the ultimate double threat quarterback. He, he's got better footwork than 95% of the running backs and wide receivers in the league as a skill player and then could also sling the ball on the run, sit back in the pocket. You know, he, he's definitely, definitely a talent. Absolutely. And, and he's he's the guy coming out that they said was too small, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. See, God, that, see that's what I love. When somebody can show all these experts that they're, yeah, you're not such an expert, that more power, I, you know, I hope I hope he wins a playoffs and or a, a championship and just middle fingers all them guys. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why these experts are still so caught up in height when you, when you got the best quarterback in the league right now or the MVP of the league at Russell Wilson, also a height issue. You got Drew Brees, also a height issue. Like I, I'm still kind of bewildered that they make such a big deal about the height. Obviously, you got guys built like Josh Allen and the Justin Herberts, and they definitely have a small advantage as far as sitting back in the pocket and taking hits and and kind of launching the ball, but you, you can't count these, these shorter, quicker guys out. Yeah, I definitely agree. Obviously when you, when you add a second dimension, I think it kind of expunges any height issue. Now, if he was a pocket passer at his height, it might be a little bit different, but, but you know, the way he can move, he can, he can find any window to be able to throw the ball and, and do it well. Yeah. So, but you knew, you, you knew coming out, he wasn't a pocket passer. So, you know, I think even if he was, I, I think he's got the arm power to to at least be a good quarterback. Obviously, when you add his footwork and his speed, it's he's he's got the, a good chance at being one of those top top quarterbacks. And you know, on the other end of the ball, you had Tua. He's now two and zero as a starter. He's also in that boat. Left hander, definitely a little different, but uh, he's showing that he can play too. And and I know there's a lot of people that were unsure about the Ryan Fitzpatrick benching, but you know, Tua two and zero, obviously winning this big game. I mean, I think it, it had to have been the right decision. Yeah, I mean, week one uh, of his start, it was kind of a game managed. You know, his defense and special teams did a lot for him. But this week he went out and he won this game. Uh, I know they had a, a drive late to kick a field goal with, you know, not much time left. I think there's got a minute and change. So uh, this is definitely a, a win for Tua. And I think he's looking good moving forward. And I definitely think it's the right move. Obviously, I saw the interview with Fitzpatrick. He was definitely emotional, you know, with how well he played and where he had the Dolphins. But I think long-term, you know, definitely the right move. Yeah, and Fitz, Fitzpatrick, is, he's not a, a young buck. So, I mean, when you got to move on, you got to move on. Even, I mean, I like I like the guy, you know, Fitzmagic, you know it. Fitzmagic, baby. You know, there's – sorry. Next up. Yeah, it was definitely time to hand the reins over to to the person I spent the the first pick on, and and clearly are looking to to lead this team. Which you look at both sides of this, both sides, both teams, their futures are bright, man. I don't know the last time you could say that the Cardinals and the Dolphins' futures are, are some of the brightest in the NFL. Uh, do either of you guys think that either of these teams can can kind of make a run this year? I know we kind of talked about a handful of teams with a shot because of this this COVID season and whatever, but do you see either of these teams kind of? making a little a late run? Um, I mean, it kind of depends on what you say, a run. I think both these teams got a chance to make the playoffs. 
Um, obviously, the Cardinals are in a really, really tough division. Um, so they might end up being third or last in their division just with how close everyone is. So I could see him not making it in because of that. Um, so, I, you know, I could see the Dolphins sneaking in in, the, in that seventh spot now that they've added for the playoffs. I, I could see it, actually. What about you, Jeff? You know, like I, I just – I hate to keep repeating myself, but it's just – it's a strange year, so anything can happen. So I think absolutely. Yeah, so I, I think, think... both. I think both of them could, could, you know, could find their way in there. Now, whether or not they can, you know, finish on top, eh? But uh, it's a, it, at least it's a really good start for two young teams. Yeah, and the thing about Kyler Murray, just to kind of briefly touch on it, is he's probably the most competitive player I've ever seen. I think he he walked off the field. This he didn't even go shake to his hand. And those are like the two guys you kind of want to see shaking hands at the center of the field, both young guys. But this dude. If he's not winning, I'm not saying he's a poor loser, but like it's all about winning for him, and, and he's got the talent to make a difference. So, I mean, I, I think I think that between the two teams, the the Cardinals definitely have the better shot at it. But like Jeff said, anything could happen. So it's kind of up for grabs this year. Let's uh, let's move from two young guys to two old heads. With the <laughs> Sunday night game being the Saints with Breeze, and obviously the Bucks with Brady. Holy route. It was a 31 nothing at a halftime. Saints were up. You know, turn off the TV. You're not going to miss anything exciting. Uh, Brady throws four picks, five picks, excuse me. Not five, five picks tonight, but he's 0-2 against the Saints this season. Two picks week one, three picks, three picks this week. The Saints got, got Brady's number, clearly, because Brady's performed at a, an extremely high level. I know a lot of people are talking about him maybe being in the MVP conversation after last week and to kind of come out here and throw such a dud. Uh, it definitely makes you question what's going on with Tom Brady. It was the do you mean the geriatric bowl from last tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one that <laughs> the one that you probably had on the radio, but then realized it was thirty one to zero at halftime and switched over to to something else. No, no, Jim Rome show. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, he doesn't he doesn't go on Sundays, by the way. No, uh, <laughs> actually, actually, I was able to. I told you I usually catch the last quarter of the game on uh, on my phone. So yeah, I listen to the first three, and then I catch the last one on my phone because I'm stopped. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't bother watching very much of it. Uh, it was yeah. Once I saw, it, well, I I listened to it, so I already knew where they were at. Um, as I was hoping they would shut them out. Uh, they didn't. They let them get that field goal. But, uh, yeah, it was – I. you know what? I tuned in just because they kept talking about Tom Brady had a uh, a little frown on his face. I had to take a look, you know. I, yeah, he, I, he definitely wasn't happy tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I And I could see why. They didn't do very well. And I, he – yeah, three picks. Plus, he spent a lot of time on the turf. I saw his jersey. It was really, really dirty. I felt bad for him. He's going to have to go get that wash now. Oh, poor, poor guy. <laughs> it's probably the first – I mean, he probably doesn't have to get his jersey washed all too frequently in his 20-year career. I know. That's what I'm saying. He, 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 was looking, he was looking down at the sleeve, and he was like, what is this on the <laughs> He's never seen a grass team before. Yeah, so. I, I'm, I'm kind of bewildered by this performance because this Tampa Bay Bucks team has got to have – the most talent, if not the most, right up there with, with the best. I mean, you look down the line, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Now you add Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, uh, Tom Brady, Gronk. Like, I, how do they go? How do they, how do they go scoreless in a half of football? I don't, I don't get it. It was, that was something to see. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, maybe maybe this Brady, he just he doesn't know what to do with all these options. He used to a, a bunch of no-name guys in New England, and now he's got all these all-stars, and he just doesn't know what to do with so much talent. I, it, what really surprised me is the Saints, you know, yeah, they, they've they've you know they've had some wins, but they haven't looked as good as they look tonight. So if if this is if this is the Saints for the rest of the year, then you're looking at your you're looking at your champions because okay. they. That kind of goes into my next question. I was going to ask which of these two teams kind of had a better chance at the Super Bowl champion, and and you're saying it's the Saints. Well, I'm no no no. I'm saying if they found their groove because they hadn't found their groove. Till till this you know till week nine week nine they found it now if this is you know the rut that they're going to stay in then absolutely they're going to be unbeatable but if the Saints you know from the first half of the season show up next week so it's a whole new story but you know the only time's going to tell but if they show up like they showed up tonight yeah NFL you know they might as well just hand them the trophy because it's over wow. All right, well, I think that's all we got. So, Jeff, do you have any, any final words you want to say before before we do the outro? No, I just want to say thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, I listen every week, and I dig you guys. So thanks for appreciate taking the yeah. time and letting me spew my uh, my nonsense. Of course. We love the perspective of the old heads. You you definitely mentioned some names we had never, ever mentioned when you're talking <laughs> history. So it's good to hear. No, it's good to hear. We love the perspective, and thanks so much for joining us, Jesters. Uh, you guys, it's good. Uh, it's good being with you. So uh, that's all the sports we've got for everyone today. Thank you for everyone who kind of listened in. We appreciate each and every one of you like a ton more than we could even kind of ex- express. But uh, we actually appreciate all you guys who share the pod even more, and and we we really are trying to grow. So any share helps us out. And yeah, we're talking to all the friends and homies out there that that want to still be considered friends and homies. But uh, season one of our pod is is winding down and. With high hopes for season two, which is actually going to include a a video uh, aspect. Uh, You'll be able to be watching Garrett and I uh, do the podcast live. So, yeah, just thanks, Jeff, for joining us today. Hey, uh, wait, I I don't get to be on it live on the on a video. Well, that might have to that might have to wait for if uh, we head out there, you head out here. So we might be able to do do a video cast. I I thought we were going to be on video today. I got a haircut. Did you trim up the beard for us? Oh, I did. I was looking dapper, but man, eh. oh, I'll take dapper. your word for it. I'll you're take your looking <laughs> dapper. All right, you guys. Thanks again for having me. Of course, Jeff. Love you, guy. All right. Love you, Jeffsters. If there's anything, uh, uh, love you, G Rock. If there's anything you guys want covered, remember DM us on IG at First Team All Podcast. One love. Peace.